Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. Thanks for joining us for week three of Diving Deeper. I'm joined by my faithful co-host, James Ross, lead <laughs> pastor here at Church on Base Shore. How you doing, buddy? Man, I'll, I, I'm, I was doing bad and then when you said my faithful, faithful co-host, brought, brought faithful, faithful words. If you've been listening from the beginning, yeah. you'll know faithful is a word I like to You use. have been using, and I, I feel I feel very good about that. We well, both sound like it's the middle of May. <laughs> We're both yeah, like, yeah. it's the middle of May, and May is the new December. It's so busy. I think it's stuff. because we're recording later in the afternoon than we yeah, typically we do. Record, and I uh, haven't had any coffee this afternoon. Yeah, because, this new office thing. Is yeah, really, we're so we're. If you don't know, we are in like new old offices because our offices are being rebuilt because they're we're in bad shape. And yeah, it's just weird because you had an not, office. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You were in a closet, uh, and we used to like make coffee in the afternoon because everybody was on one. But now we're like split between two floors, and we don't all see each other every day. It's kind of weird. And, and we don't have air conditioning right now. Yes, so drinking so hot coffee. Hot. Yeah, and uh, Debbie, our bookkeeper, was not in the office today, and she oh, usually is okay. the one who's like. Y'all want coffee? I'll make yeah. some coffee because she always wants some. We need to start making iced coffee. Yeah, we we should get on it. If anybody wants to, if anybody sip, for the next month that we're uh, without air, because they're ordering an AC part, won't be here for at least a month. So for the next month, if you want to deliver iced coffee, yeah, please. Uh, please. There's a, a new iced coffee ministry. Uh, some <laughs> God is laying it on someone's heart. I just know I can feel it in the room that's right, right now. That's right. And you will receive tenfold. <laughs> that's right. Yes. Which uh, is 10, 10, 10 iced coffees, not for me. Right. So you yes. probably actually won't. Someone will bless you somehow. Prophecy, but uh, so uh, that would be so loving of you to do. And we're speaking really of love, getting, yeah, we're really getting off track. So speaking of love about, and getting off track, hey, what, right. yeah. what? What about Sunday night though? Oh, Sunday night was so good. Speaking of love, I love Sunday night. Our family dedication <laughs> prayer night, I loved it. You could really transition. Speaking of love to, from anything, you'd be like, speaking of speaking love, of love cream, I love ice cream, puppies, football, love, yeah, <laughs> anything. Um, yeah, family people that don't own cats. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. I gave Christy her I don't even know why we had this, but I gave her her Mother's Day gift in a gift bag that had like 12 different cats in the background. I have no idea why we had wow, that. Wow. And I thought of you mm-hmm. as I was you giving her Mother's Day appropriately gift. Appropriately so. But I yeah. kind of have a cat dog though, if you've ever seen my dog. So, <laughs> so true. anyway. Uh, I kind of it, it does like Remember cat dog? <laughs> cat dog. Do you remember that? <laughs> I that cartoon? No, oh, I didn't man, yeah, yeah. So I'm grew up in a old, Christian home. Too old or <laughs> too sheltered. Yeah, you didn't get to watch Ren and Stimpy, did you? <laughs> What was that? No, I oh know, my I'm goodness! Kidding. I do know oh Ren and Stimpy, goodness. but I don't think oh I, I think it was. It was very inappropriate, but it was like Nickelodeon. Oh yeah, yeah. No, see, they I, went like dark. Remember? Yeah, that's they went right. Dark. I like. We had to sneak to watch The Simpsons. Rocco's in our house. Modern Life. It's yeah. kind of highbrow. Yeah. 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 Anyway, we watch, I watched The Simpsons, and then my parents would be like, "What are you watching?" And then I would like turn it down, and we had to sneak to watch that. And we also had to like it was also some nights back when we had Sunday night church, and so yeah. it was this Ooh, big conflict man. of heart, man. you know. Man. Anyway, yes. family dedications. Speaking of love, <laughs> love family dedications. It was so great. So many families, uh, yeah, with newborns yeah, we and uh, little older children, dedicating uh, themselves to raise their kids to know the Lord. And uh, man, it's just um, Lucas and uh, Michael. They did a whole 
it, our family ministry team just does a great job with yeah. that event, really making yeah. it a special event. Like that you made it sound like the team was more than just one more person besides that's, them. That's right. The I whole, guess Beth, too. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. Beth does the stuff. And, then, and so many volunteers and so many who people are, who are pouring team. into them, praying. It's just a beautiful event. I love it. I yeah. love it. So uh, today we are continuing our deep dive into Mark chapter 12, and we are picking up with where we were this past Sunday in our services, if you missed that. Feel free to listen online, churchonbayshore.org. You can find all of our previous teachings there. And feel free not to forsake the assembling of ourselves. Yeah, this is the manner of should, some yeah, anymore. Try to go, try to be there in person. It's just a lot better, I promise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but we were in Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 34. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this passage. But before we do that, I'm going to read this passage. <laughs> Mark 12, 28. And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well, asked him, which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, the most important is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And you the think scribe, people are confused who's reading? I know. <laughs> okay. I bet they are. For those of you who are listening and not watching, James <laughs> is, is, is lip syncing this. That's why I started to laugh in the middle okay, of a very sorry. serious verse. I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and the scribe said to him, you are right, teacher. It's funny. They're telling Jesus he's right. Yeah. You're right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one and there is no other besides him. And to love him with all the heart and with all all the understanding and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself is much more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he'd answered wisely, he said to them, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to mm. ask him Don't any you dare. more questions. Don't you dare. So last week it was, you were quite wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this right. week it ends with, no one dared. So yeah. again, they're trying to catch Jesus, trying to trick him. Uh, so what's what's going on in this passage, Pasta? Well, yeah, what a popular passage, right? One of the most popular passages mm -hmm. of scripture there are. Uh, I think, you know, probably... Every church in some way has incorporated the language, love God, love people, you know, yeah. to uh, what they do. But yeah, I mean, here in this text, I mean, he's being asked, you know, what are the great, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus is rightly uh, answering, uh, you know, what is the, the greatest commandment? And uh, the scribe is affirming, you know, Jesus's understanding of the word and then Jesus is kind of taking, you know, the authority here and saying, you know, you're not far from the kingdom of God. Um, so I think, you know, it really comes down to, in, in my opinion, you know, in in this text is, okay, so is this just something we understand and knowledge-wise, or is this something actually we embody. Yes, that is exactly. So funny you said that because that's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking. I read your notes. Actually. That's right. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> well, in life group last week, we were like going through, you know, our reading plan, and we're talking about uh, in Second Corinthians, we we're talking about the resurrection and Christ's return. What are you? Is doing? this the MacArthur Study Bible? No, it is not. Oh, okay. No, okay. I, uh, I was going to ask if those have been pulled from the shelf. I kind of personally have some issues with MacArthur, yeah, so yeah, I would yeah, not yeah. Use you're, you're, you're. So yeah. uh, anyway, okay. Uh, well, we were in I was life thinking, group. I didn't think you did ESV. So Sorry. No. Okay, it's, keep ESV, going. it's just the keep ESV going. study Bible. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, and we were talking about the resurrection and it was like, okay, so what does this mean? And how do we 
actually live this out. And I think that's a great, so if you're studying in scripture, you want to just not understand the things, the principles that it's teaching, you understand first what it says about God, and then how does it move you to action right. and what does it cause you to change? And I think, you know, in this passage, uh, we can very easily just be, well, it just means love God and love people. Well, yeah, it does. So what does that look like in right. your life? And before we really figure that out, we first have to ask this question, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> Everybody no singing, more. what is love? So mm. what is love? You hit like, that. No problem. Yeah, there, there. you go. You yeah, know, yeah. I've bought a little, little practice. But, yeah, you do. Uh, so <laughs> how would you define love? Yeah. Uh, I, and that that's... Trick question. Yeah, that is a trick question. I mean, obviously, so you could get into like the Greek word and their understanding, mm-hmm. but... I'll, and... I, you should, and that's great. Uh, you know, it's this unconditional sacrificial love, but um, still we need to understand like, what does that mean, right? Like mm-hmm. what does unconditional right. sacrificial love mean? I, I think we need to realize it's it's a commitment to, you know, fidelity mm-hmm. uh, of someone, which means um, also submitting ourselves to that person. And in the case of God, we realize that he's the superior, you know, so, so we're in submission to him in all things, if we truly love him, because that's the position he rightly deserves, where if we're loving Mm -hmm. somebody, you know, even unconditionally and sacrificially, who is not superior, we're continually submitting ourselves to, to them. Um, but they're not our superior, you know, does that make, Mm -hmm. does that make sense? Yeah, it is. It is giving ourselves to God, and then in relationship with each other, think of it like you know, do love is doing what's best for someone. You right. know, like it is. You know what? What is best for someone is that they love God, that they know Him, and they become holy. That they, they, you know. And so, in our relationship with God, it is this very well, like lopsided love, and that yeah. God fully lavishes his love on us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so God in this very selfless love gave himself, gives himself to us. And in the same way, we're called to love other people. I think where we run into danger here is on the way I pose the question, what is love? Like for us to even Mm -hmm. define what Mm -hmm. love is, uh, you know, I heard a quote, I don't know where it came from, heard it just this week. Came from me. But it said, basically, (laughs) God is love. But love is not God. Hey, I have said that a bunch. Yeah. I didn't come I up with it. it. I, I didn't it come up with it. Though. this week, but God is love. Was it love Boggy it. Talk? Was it iTunes? Was it my sermon <laughs> on iTunes? The love is not God. Yeah. There has to be a standard and a cause of love. I have it written right there. Oh, really? Look at that. Yeah, you do have it written. That's yeah, so funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we both have it written in our yeah. notes. But You not, wrote down yours down first in that copy. There you go. So it's like, but it is so true. Like we, and you used this illustration of filters a uh-huh, few weeks ago uh-huh. on Sunday, how we, and I think that is what we, we all have this filter of what love is and love means accepting or yeah, love right. means affirming or mm. love means just going along and, mm. and then we read that into God, but no, God gets to define what love is mm-hmm. because God is love. And um, a while back I talked about how like, because God is holy, God is loving because yeah. holy, holy is perfection. And so love is actually like an extension of right. his holiness. You know, it, it's interesting. It's not, it's not fascinating to me that people come up with different definitions of love, but it's fascinating to me that anyone who understands that there is a God and believes in the God of the Bible would try to look to any other source for this because, Mm. you know, not only does he get to say it, but if we believe in him, then we understand that he, he gets it better than we do. And so, you know, when we start to look at God's, you know, 
commandments, God's instructions, God's exhortations in his word through this lens of, of a love that we've defined elsewhere, uh, we have to realize what we're doing there, right? And mm-hmm. so I think that's when we have to say, clearly, I have some motivation that yeah. is that is twisted. Uh, that might be strong, but uh, that is certainly I don't um, think it's too distorted yeah. from what my p- motivation should be because I'm defining love yeah. in, in a different way. Because if you're making the rules, if you're making the definition, and you know, as a human, like you're going to make it a little one-sided. You know, yeah, you're right. going to make it in your favor. And I think that is co- the complete opposite of love. You know, like we, if it's it's not self-seeking, self-seeking. Paul writes that, yeah. and, you know, in First uh, Corinthians chapter thirteen, what is you know his treatise on what is love, and it's the love is patient, kind is not yeah. envy, boast, it's not arrogant, rude. Right. It doesn't insist on its own way. And right. if we are ultimately defining what love is, then we're ultimately defining it in our own way, right. trying to get our own way to really reinforce what we want it to be rather than submitting to what right. it actually is. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. I mean, so when we think about love for others, you know, and that's how God's seen, the Bible tells us mm-hmm. that, you know, no one has seen God, but God has seen in this, that we love one another, First John chapter four. So, you know, I think that if we're not, if that love we're expressing to other people isn't submitted to God, that it's not really love. Yeah. Like you said, it's it's doing what's best for someone, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if we're saying, hey, I'm going to trust in my instincts and how to love this person, then it's not really what's best for them. So, you know, if we take marriage and we marry someone or uh, whatever it might be, that's the easy one, and we do it in a way that isn't in line with what God has said is right, then we're really not looking out for that person. We're looking out for our own interest. And mm-hmm. so uh, you can fit that into every area, right, but every I, relationship, I, I just yeah. think it's important to say, Hey, whatever I do that is love is is in submission to Christ, is mm-hmm. in submission to God. So how do we how do we love God and uh and love people well? I think a lot yeah. of times people I you hear people say, I love God, it's just some people I'm not crazy about. Well, yeah, Ooh, like I really better. hate when people say that. <laughs> Seriously. It's kind of like annoying, but I don't like, hate them. Right. Because <laughs> that's not because then I would just be doing the same thing. <laughs> right. But it's like people are like, it it, it really is a selfish way of phrasing. Yeah. And granted, well, yeah. the sentiment is is that some some people drive us crazy. Well, true. Yeah. We all drive someone crazy and we're all driven crazy by yeah. someone. And some people legitimately are hard to love. But how can we or can we love God and not love other people? Well, I think I've said this before. I think one thing that just should groundwork that should be laid is like love and and trust are not the same thing. And so I do think that uh, abusive, manipulative people will make you think you have to trust them in order to love them. And if you don't trust them, then you're not loving. And that's just false. Mm. Um, And uh, nowhere in the scripture does it say that. Uh, So I think that 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 that's gives you some freedom, I think, because, you know, if somebody's abused children, I, I love them, but they're not going to watch my children, you know, or if somebody's hurt you over and over again and, you, or, you know, wasted your money or whatever it may be, you don't necessarily need to express a love by giving them resources that you know they're going to waste. You know what I mean? And I, again, I think you should be more on the generous side there, but, but I do think that there's this... <laughs> misconception, you know, about love and, and trust. So, so lay that. Then, then the next thing I would say is legitimately like, I think that 
we have to constantly be aware of our depravity. Mm -hmm. I think we have to constantly be aware of our selfish nature. I find myself in, inclined to be selfish and not loving far more than I'm inclined to be taken advantage of. <laughs> yeah, because it's the self, self-preservation self right. and I don't want anybody to take advantage of me. So I'm going to put up walls so no one can even get close or you know, right. even try to. Absolutely. And what about um, people who legitimately are hard to love? You know, they, we can all, and as soon as I say that, someone probably popped into our minds, you know, like this person's hard to love. Yeah. Uh, so what about people who are hard to love? Well, what do you mean hard to love? Like they are people who could be manipulative or they're just on a, in a mild case, they're just annoying. Something un- about them is just irritates you. In a major case, there's someone who uh, is manipulative, who, you know, is yeah. persistent. And I just think that's so nuanced. So I'm going to give an example ex- so of a friend who um, has had a lot of trouble and he continually, you know, in my life would engage with me and essentially bash me um, and, you know, kind of blame me for some of his issues. And I think there's other people that he's probably done that with as well. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did that. I'm oh, 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 I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> sorry. I, I, I thought you were about to say, like, the recording messed up. I'm like, no. <laughs> uh <laughs> Sorry, not I you. Totally threw you off. Not you. <laughs> and he's not listening to this. And um, I had to lovingly say, I love you. I don't think me being this person in your life is what's best for you or me. I genuinely like, and as I prayed about this, I was legitimately like, okay, this sucks for me. But if me going through this is really what is going to lead to his health. And I'm going to continue to deal with this, mm-hmm. but I really, and, 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 and I got counsel. So I would say get counsel, but I really came to the point, like it is not helping him because, you know, he has a past that he associates with me. Um, and for lack of a better word, it, you know, engagement with me just doesn't let him move past his past. So could he eventually be to a place where he has a healthy relationship with me and some of the people from his past? Yes, but not right now. So in that instance, like I really did say, like, I don't think we should continue to have the level of intimacy in our friendship that we've had. And so, but I think there's other, I think sometimes we're very quick. So I have to realize that. I think I can fix people, mm-hmm. but I think there's other people who are like, well, I don't want to deal with this crap. Yeah, so, you know, like exactly, I'm cutting them yeah. off and, and, and I, oh man, I'm removing all negative people out of my life. Uh, I'm like, are know, you a Christian? Okay. Cause do you understand the basics okay, of the gospel? Yes. I, I cannot remember if I've shared this on Boggy Talk or not, but this is true story. Like listening to a sermon, not by James Ross, uh, but <laughs> Thank by you a pastor for that. that many of you would probably know. And it was about how to deal with negative people. And it was like 10 ways to deal with negative people. And this was the sermon. And number, like, I was like, you know, do this, do this. Nothing was like Bible. Nothing was like, love them like Jesus. And so we get to number one, I thought, all right, certainly now he's going to like get to number Die one. Die to yourself. And right? <laughs> literally number one was sometimes you just have to cut people out of your life. Wow. 
Yeah. Like that was it. So yeah. now while I would say there uh, there is a time and a reason where that may yeah. be a necessary step. Yeah. That's not point number one. Yeah. Like or point number so, 10, you know, like the people do, it's like that pendulum of like, I either need to just like give in and I can, I can change them. It's up to me to change them or I don't have time to deal with this and move on yeah. and cut that negative stuff out of my life. I think that's a good segue into the self-care thing I talked about. Cause I'm sure that brought up some questions, but yeah, I think, here, this is important. If you think you're at a place where what needs to happen is cut someone out of your life, because, and I think of like women who are, you know, being taken advantage of, children, you know, whatever it might be, you need to get counsel about that. Because if indeed you need to cut that person out of your life, then it's clearly to a level where you need protection. Yeah. So, so, and if, and if you're being wrong, then you want the counsel. So I would just say, if you feel like you're at that point, you need godly counsel mm -hmm. because either they need to step in and protect you or be, you know, they need to tell you you're being a little selfish. And I think that, you know, you're trying to make sure those people do, you're like, I can't be that person for you. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure you do have those people, you know, and I think having counsel helps you with that a lot. And, and I think that's, you know, where this gets a little difficult and, you know, man, I, I talked about it on Sunday. I'll, I'll read I'll read the quote I said. Actually, you read the quote because you read the Bible about self-care. All right. So this quote is, where From is me. it? I'm trying to find yeah, it in yeah. my notes. All yeah. right. Here we go. For Christians. <laughs> Sorry. I, was like, I should have just read it. I should have just read it, Justin. <laughs> it saved y'all some time. Yeah. For Christians, self-care is not about getting what I deserve or what I am missing out on. Self-care is centered around being reminded of who I am in Christ and being healthy to lead others to find their identity in him. So what yeah. you're saying is don't like, don't go, uh, you know, spend all your energy on your facial and your coffee and your whatever thing, your fish. I don't know, whatever thing is just you, because you I clearly get a lot time. of facials and I go do, yeah, buy coffee buy a lot. Terrible, terrible skin. Yeah. My, but like all the me time, you know, that's what we hear. Get the me time for me. Cause I need meat, but that's not what we're talking about. Like that we're talking about <sighs> renewal for the gospel ministry. Right. So, you know, the, the lines here aren't clear. Mm -hmm. So, um, I would just say the first thing we have to ask is what is our heart? Like yep. if we're taking vacation, we're taking a, a day of me time, whatever it might be, you know, and we're just using popular language. You could church that up and it sound a lot better. Um, but people church it up just to make it sound better. I think we really need to say, is this so that I can keep going? Is this so that I can pour more of myself out? And if it's not, if it's like, I deserve this because I work hard and mm -hmm. man. And, and I'll tell you what, as pastors, like, you know, I'm a pastor and I'm yep. pouring myself out to people I and, just, yeah. and I'm a foster parent, you know, we have all these kids in our house and I deserve this. Like I deserve death. <laughs> I deserve hell. Mm -hmm. Like, so, so if I'm resting and doing these things, mm -hmm. it's because I am exhausted and I realize if I don't take some time, mm -hmm. then I'm not going to be able to keep going. And I want to keep going, Yeah, you know, to serve, not <laughs> like yeah. keep going to serve others. So I think like a lot of people are just constantly taking me time from their own me time. 
Right. Yeah. That everything is a selfish pursuit. And so we're right. just adding, I, you're so exhausted by yourself. Right. Me, yes. Yes. Because so much of our busyness, so much of our, our struggle is self-imposed. And I, yeah. I like what you said earlier. And I think this is an important point is the lines aren't clear. So it's not like we are really in a position of, or, or anyone's in a position of being like, well, that's not true self-care because you're being like, like, it's not like uh, going to the beach is wrong. Right. Like, because I love the beach. We go to the beach a lot, uh, you know, or any activity that you're using to self-care. It's not that the, any activity of, in and of itself isn't necessarily wrong. It's like, but what's your motive in that? What's, what, is it to be restored or is it just to escape? Right. Uh, is it to, you know, just so you continue in your vain pursuit or yeah. is it to be rested so you can say, you know, what? I need to be uh, poured into. I need rest. I need to take care of my heart. I need to take care of my body. I need to take care of my mind. All these things so that yeah. I can then be filled up to renew I mean, renewed and be poured out so, again. And so, you know, being in the word mm. and being in God's creation with people should be enough. So I, I and hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't need a spa day. We don't need a expensive vacation. We don't need, you know, Fill in the blank. I'm not saying we can't do those things, mm -hmm. but we don't need those things. And as a believer, I then need to be careful that my definition of rest, my definition of um, relaxation, renewal, rejuvenate, whatever word you want to use, mm -hmm. isn't what the world is telling me and marketing to me that I, that need. I need it now. Yeah. Now I'll be clear. My wife, her birthday's coming up and she's, you know, I bought her a, a spa day, you know, uh -huh. so she's not going to listen to this anytime soon. She's like, <laughs> she, she probably won't. Don't tell her if you see her. So, but, um, just do compliment her. Don't, so, you look, so, you're so I'm not, I'm not like, when I say that we have spa owners in our church. Like I haven't been like, you need to sell that, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, um, because of my position, I can't apply this, but I think, you know, having a glass of wine scripturally, there's a lot of support. Paul told Timothy to do it for his anxiety. <laughs> yes, for, so yes. that might be part of the issues of why Baptist pastors aren't as happy. We're not obeying right. that the way we should, <laughs> but like, I, I hope I, it's getting a little muddy mm -hmm. because I'm not trying to say you can't do those things. I just think we need to check our heart. And I would say that most people in our church, most are probably a little too far on the end mm -hmm. of me time yeah. um, because we have the, you know, most of our church has the dispensable income to, to do, do that it. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's important. It's important to recognize, like, it's not like we or anybody else should be, or is in the position of walking around and be like, wrong, wrong, wrong. Yeah, but I'm it's not. like, no, but no. what is your heart in this? Like, what is, yeah. is your motive, even in your rest, is your motive love? Is your motive loving God and loving people? Is it yeah. to love the Lord your God with all your heart, yeah. soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself? Because everything in our lives really comes back to that, what Jesus says, the two greatest things, you know, like for us to follow. So it comes back to, that's our mission like you know you can we can make up mission statements for our lives but ultimately boils down to loving god and loving people yeah. making his name known right so even our rest like enjoying god's creation and you know it just being amazed at the creativity in creation and uh resting vac vacationing all those things the ultimate point is that we are attuned to our creator and that we're refueled for the mission yeah, and we've we've talked before. I mean, we weekly Sabbath, daily, you know, mm -hmm. time in the Word, some kind of monthly retreat where it's just like you're kind of getting away and you're know, able to clear your head, and and then you know escaping annually. I think is is really a good principle, four principles to live by. Um, 
you know, and if somebody were to come to me and say, okay, well, so I have a Disney annual pass and I have, or I have, you know, I go to the spa once a month or, you know, whatever else, like the gym, you know, I'm, I'm a gym, gym shark, gym rat. I don't know. Shark sounds a lot better. Um, you know, <laughs> it does sound better than rat. Yeah. 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 I just think a hood rat and that's not a good thing. So I don't know what a gym rat is, but, um, I'm clearly neither of those things. <laughs> I've seen I'm, a lot of rats recently because we're doing construction like a, near I, us. So we keep catching like rats in our garage oh, with traps and it's disgusting. I'm like a gym mite. There you go. If shark or people <laughs> that are jacked. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm so, the gym worm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. I'm <laughs> the gym worm. That's not, no. <laughs> anyway, you know, if somebody to say, what do you think about my life? I would just be like, well, hey, do you love Jesus? Mm. And are you in his word? Um, and are you regularly a part of corporate worship? Are you are you growing with other believers? Do you give generously to the Lord's mission uh, through His church as He calls you to do? Um, are you serving? You mm-hmm. know, like are you using? You know, are you serving your church? Are you serving in your community? And are you trying to develop relationships with lost people? And if you're like, yeah, dude, go. The, I don't. I mean, yeah, I'm not go gonna. Rest. I'm not. I'm not the Holy Spirit. Like you, <laughs> right. I think rest. it's a matter of conscience at that point. And you know, and and I do think. That, that part of the like we're ten, we tend to judge people who have more disposable income than us about those right. things. Mm-hmm. And we're all, I mean, we always have a higher standard right. of some, someone who's doing more than yeah, us. Yeah, so we feel yeah. justified, right? Yeah. Yeah. And this isn't a this isn't really an issue just for people who have the means to do fun yeah, things. Right. It's the issue it goes back to it's the issue of the heart. And someone who's broke struggles with this just as much as or can and should struggle with this just as much as someone who doesn't have to really factor right. money into decisions yeah. they make in terms. Yeah, of and this. and I think I think that. Like the question is, are we, are we resting and getting away so that we are, we have more shalom, we have more peace in Christ, or is it something that is taking us away from God? And, and, and the same goes with those who would like serve a lot and do a lot. They can actually be doing all that. And the reason, and you see a lot of people who are very religious, but they're not very loving and not very happy is because we're either escaping or we're working, but we're doing those things to, to make it feel like we're good with God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so our religion, our faith is actually to continually remind us of how much we need God. And if it's not, then it'll actually, it'll actually like, we might be practicing faith so that we feel like we don't need God. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like our, like our, it, we are, we are just, we need God. We are, we are created for him. And, and if we are just trying to do things to get to him, we're actually getting further away from him. Mm. You know, like if we're just trying to do things to earn it, we're actually getting further away from experiencing the grace that he intends to give us. And I think, you know, for me, I come back to, you know, this whole loving God, loving people, like with, for Jesus, what did it look like for Jesus to love other people? Like, how did Jesus demonstrate his love? And I think that that kind of blows the question up a little bit because yeah. it's no longer like, is this person hard to love? Is it, We're all hard to love in different ways. But loving people for Jesus looked like laying down his life. You know, he, he served, he spent his time serving. Uh, Jesus did 
rest. He did get away to commune with his father. So he was fueled for the mission, you know, like what did it look like? He didn't like? go golfing, which I, that's what I feel like I need to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And golfing can be good. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I yeah. bet that if golfing was around, then he might've, if it was, you know, I don't know. I feel like I, I picked on more female centric yeah, like things. Like, so now I got to pick on like the male Well, things. I think, but it's, it's so true because it's, it's, it's easier to like, yeah, exactly. Oh, like, that's so I mean, boring. But, but I can't sit still I that long. It's, I, yeah, yeah. I went hunting like once or twice when I was a kid with my dad because he loved to hunt. And I was like, people have asked me if I, I would go hunting. I'm like, I'm down if we're going to like chase down a bear. Yeah. Or chase, well, that might be illegal, that, but yeah. we're going to chase down, <laughs> you know, like some animal. But if I'm just like sitting up there all day, it's just not. I just had, you had to be yeah, still yeah. too long and quiet. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't do it. My younger brother, though, man, he lives for that. And he, uh, he would just love to have his own yeah. boggy talk. Yeah. Well, about, we talk just about isolated fishing. some of our audience. Hey, it's so, okay. Yeah. You know, but like, really all I appreciate with it. All the illustrations. My best friends are hunting fish yeah, all so, the time. So I'm um, you, I got boggy in the whole <laughs> self-care thing. I got boggy in the whole self-care thing. So I'm going to ask you. So you were talking about, you know, that we could be doing all these things and not loving God and not loving people. Like, what does that look like? Well, I think for, for, for starters, it comes in the form of just busyness and activity. I think uh, we try to cover up uh, a lot of things. We try to, like, we recognize there's something missing. And so we try to busy ourselves with things that appear righteous. Uh, we mm. can be involved, over-involved, you know, in in church, you know, like with the, with the wrong motive. Mm -hmm. If our motive is to make ourselves right with God rather than because of God's love for us, then we will continue to be busier and busier and busier. And then we ultimately sell it short. We're not really loving people because we're not truly honoring the Lord and our work. Um, I think that's, that's one way. And then our righteous deeds, you know, not just activity in church, but then, you know, like we could do lots of mm -hmm. right things with mm -hmm. wrong motives. I mean, you could go and we could, we could go adopt five more kids and now people would be like, wow, but if my heart is like, this is so that I'm earning God's love mm -hmm. or God will be approved, you know, mm -hmm. or God will approve of me. Like it's wrong. It's, you know, it's, it's not, it's not true love. And so I guess really it comes back to motive of the heart. Like, why are we doing what we're doing? Are we doing what we're doing because we're motivated by the gospel? Yeah. And in response to what God has done for us, or are we motivated because we still think it's up to us? Right. You're, you're hitting on an important word, which is motivation. And I, you know, I, I think about our responsibility as shepherds. That's what the Bible mm -hmm. calls us. Uh, not because we're like more spiritual or anything, just because his gifting and affirmation of, of uh, spiritual brothers and sisters who said, yeah, we see that on your life. Um, you know, people, there's a tendency in religion to focus on the practical and, and the practical is important because, you know, faith without works is mm. dead. Yeah. But I think that, you know, a lot of people, the older crowd was looking for, hey, we're going to go to church and we're going to do all these programs. And as we do all these programs, like as long as I'm doing those programs, like I'm where I need to be with God. And then the younger generation is looking more for like, <laughs> how, do I, how do I live a, a healthy life? Um, but they're not necessarily saying like a Jesus life. Right. And, you know, it's really our job to remind ourselves first, but, but the congregation on Sundays that we can do all of that without Jesus. Mm. Yeah. And there will be a, a restlessness, 
no matter how much rest mm-hmm. we're getting in our souls. Yeah. And when Jesus said, come to me, all you who weary and are heavy laden, and mm-hmm. I will give you rest for my yoke uh, is easy and my burden is light. Yeah. And the gospel Mm-hmm. Is this reality that none of that busyness and none of that function and none of that religion can ever deal with the rest we need in our souls? Right. Never help us with our identity. And I needed to be reminded of that every Sunday all, we gather, really every yeah, day. Like God is not impressed or giving more approval because of a great sermon or a, a great music set or because of nice things that we do. Like he is given his approval because of Jesus. So as you were sharing that, it just made me think of, you know, the story of the prodigal son and how like this older brother, you know, is this represents yeah, kind of this, right. like, keeping all the rules and how like in culture, I think of where we, where we ended up, you know, in recent years with a lot of people in our generation who are just like living their own best life. And it was kind of like, it began as this response to legalism is like, right. it's just about grace and God's, and it is all about grace. And so right. we're not bound by these rules, but it's like, we're free to do whatever we're free because the yeah. gospel became, we're free to do whatever we want. And so it's this like, it's the younger brother, you know, it's the older brother and then it's the younger brother. And then there's true reconciliation with the father recognizing like it's not our rules and it's not our freedom. It is the father that brings yeah. life. And, you know, and he, because of his love, like he, he calls us his own, yeah. you know, and because of that grace, we, we, our motive then is to, to serve, to give back. And, you know, like that's, you know, and, and his grace ultimately does command our holiness and that's right. good for us. And it's just, you know, it's, so it's, yeah, we could that's good. Yeah. Keep both both there, of but. them wanted the, they saw their way of life as a means to the father's stuff Yeah, and, and not to the father, the father. And that's yeah. where, you know, that's the heart here is love God, love people like the come after the, go after the father in yeah. his heart. And the father's heart is for us to also be for people, to right. love people yeah. and point them to truth, you know, like to point them, you know, and loving people it, is, you Jesus know. Jesus is the truth. He, he is, is the, the way. Truth. He is and the so life. it's unloving to not tell the truth, you yeah, know. Right. I mean, there's times when we're just being blunt, you know, which we maybe, we should be more tactful with the truth. But other times, like, you I know. I hear you. <laughs> myself included. But it's like the most loving thing we can do is, is, point someone to Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. in our, in our marriages and our family relationships and our mm-hmm. parenting and our work relationships, whatever, whatever relationship, the mm-hmm. goal is point people to Jesus mm-hmm. and lead people there. And that is what it means to love him. So, wow. That's a lot about this passage. Just, that was a deep dive. Uh, yeah. I think, I think, add? I think we churned up the waters, churn it up, up the make mud. it boggy, figure out how to perfectly yeah. love people. Hey, but we got a light who... topic coming up next oh, week. Oh yeah. So next week we're diving <laughs> into Jesus and Israel and no one has opinions about that and, you know, eschatology and all that stuff. So, Hey, uh, you're in for a doozy <laughs> next week. <laughs> A doozy. <laughs> a doozy. A doozy. So, hey, well, uh, thanks for joining us this time, and we hope you will join us next. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.